back. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do the introduction. Do you know that, you, fun fact, you have actually said the first word in every po- podcast. Really? Yeah. Wow. Even the last one. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Maybe I'm No, it's the two sore sentences ones he had. Oh, oh, yeah, clearly those. But like but when we're all, that. as a four-person doer, tree, quadro. That was poor. That was 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 like a little Spanish song. Um, (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Um, Well, I mean... What episode are we up to? Entropy, episode nine. Nine? That's that's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Nine, almost up to double digits. Yeah, wow. Wow. So far. Um, So arrived. I'm going to start off, if you guys are all right with letting me lead the start, because I've got some topics. I suppose I'll let you do it this time. Thank you, Saul. (laughs) Nice one, Saul. Um, I've got a story to tell that uh, ties into some topics that we can talk about later. But I'll just... uh, I'll set the scene. It's a summer's summer's day. Yeah. Me and my friends from home, we're contemplating what we can do over the summer. And the idea comes up, why don't we build a raft? And we pick some locks. Yeah, no, this wasn't year 10. This is a bit later. So... Build a raft. Build a raft. That was the, that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the friendship group, I'd say me and one other were the only really passionate... Um, that was also the whole friendship group. <laughs> me and one other. They're going to glorify it, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that. Me and uh, this other guy were the only ones really passionate about the project to begin with out of the five of us. Um, and it started off really a job of just us trying to put the, the raft together. And we spent probably about a week thinking about how we design it, acquiring barrels. We bought some barrels off Facebook Marketplace. And once we sort of made that first purchase, we knew that it had to go ahead. Mm. And so then the task became, how do we build a raft? Sorry, did we say there was a purpose for building this raft or not? Yes, yes, there was a purpose. But that comes later? Well, it, it, can, it, can, it can come now, if okay. you'd like to hear it. And we right. came up with the idea of why don't we have... This is going to sound a bit far-fetched. Not far-fetched, just a bit strange, mm. um, as probably most of my ideas are. Mm. Um, but why don't we have a great float? And this was a, this was a collective idea. It wasn't just mine. But the idea is we all float down a river on like various vehicles flotation and flotation devices. devices yeah and so the raft would be the the main source yeah the main sort of deck that we'd all sit on and just chill out on and then we'd just float down down a river right so that was the plan the great float um fair enough and so production Random, started fair enough production started on the raft um and we were able to assemble and build it and test it. First time we tested it, uh, it broke in half. And it's uh, not ideal. No, it well, it didn't float. You didn't lose what, your barrels, did you? What kind of pests were conducted? Putting it in water, and, and it would just break. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. The first was it made of paper? Like what? <laughs> what well, I can't think of a raft that would just you put it in water and it break. Like I think so, weight in my like. Sorry, you go. Yeah, no. Well, the, the raft at the start, we just found, me and my friend just found these old crates under the house. And the, the old crates were like 
like all rotten kind of the top boards were kind of rotten Talking the structure about pallets pallets yeah. exactly yeah pallets uh, and the top boards were kind of rotten um, but the structure was pretty secure so we just put some barrels underneath that and sort of tied it all down and uh, the rotten boards broke immediately yeah that makes sense um, so we had to do a redesign by this point you know the rest of the friendship group had gotten around the idea of building a raft and by the end of the week we had a finished raft, fully varnished and christened Life Could Be Dream. That was the name that we gave the raft. Life Could Be Dream. Yeah, after the um, song Shaboom. From Cars. From Cars? No, no that, isn't no, that a song could Cars? Be a dream. It might be. Yeah, it's that one. Have you yeah. seen Cars? Yes, but I can't remember it. That's a pretty memorable oh, part that of was, the movie. That was a more, one of the more iconic scenes of the movie. Though. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Sorry. Same song. Sorry. We're on my, the same page. My knowledge of that movie is just gone. But anyway, yeah. That's sad, bro. Shaboom. Um, and so the next thing to do was to test it. Or not test it, but have its maiden voyage. So this is all sort of backstory to the main story and the main topic that I want to get at. Mm-hmm. Which happens sort of after the raft because we do end up testing it and it's sort of a horror journey because we intend on making it seven kilometres down this river. Um, Shit. And we are fighting a heavy crosswind and tide and all of us are paddling and pushing the raft um, and there's whitecaps forming and we only get about, I'd say, maybe two kilometres up the river before we have to pull off to the side of some of old, like old mate's farm and my mum has to drive the, the car down. <laughs> and the guy, it was very gracious, very gracious of him, allowed us to uh, put the raft on the trailer and then retreat back home. Oh, not back home, retreat back to what the next part of this adventure was. Can I ask how long it took you to get two kilometres? Uh, about three and a half hours. Jesus and, Christ. And the last 800 metres, we were walking it. Through the river. We were just, yeah, on the banks of the river, we were just pulling it because it was we were losing ground right. against the wind. So it was pretty, yeah, tough conditions for the raft, but still fun, still enjoyable. Vibes were still high, you know, amongst the group. The plan so for the, the, the plan for the latter stage of the day, however, was <clears throat> to go camping. Right. And there had been heavy premise uh, and heavy thought put into the raft journey. And so the car had been filled with like numerous screws and cordless drills and repair material and spare wood just in case anything happened with the raft that we needed to fix. Um, and not much thought at all had been put into the camping aspect. Um, and so we realised this along the way and we didn't have any camping stove or we didn't have any camping stove um, cooking utensils, no plates, no cutlery, um, no chairs, not just very, very... Horribly unprepared. Horribly unprepared. So we ended up having to buy all these plastic utensils from a local store and before we went to the camping ground... Walmart... Walmart, indeed, indeed. Um, And then we got to the campground. Um, You know, we're all pretty exhausted and majorly sunburned. That's the one thing that 
that is probably worth noting. You didn't prepare for the sun. We did not prepare for the sun, and all of us were red, very like red raw, like um, yeah. Worst sunburn you've ever had in your life. It's up there, definitely top three, I'd say. Um, so we're all exhausted, and we just want to. We don't really want to be camping. We've all, we all realised, and uh, that fact is um, is realised even more when I look in my car, and I realise that I've packed the the protective layer of the tent, but I haven't oh, actually oh, oh. packed the rest of the tent. Oh fuck! So we have no poles. <laughs> we have no base. And uh, I tell the guys, and they're all very um, disappointed in me, which as they should be. And Can I ask how big the group of guys was? Five, five oh, of yeah. us. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll I'll drive halfway because we're a fair way out. We're probably <clears throat> at least fifty k's from home. Um, we're not in a like a very remote area. We're in a sort of rural area, but. You know, a fair way from home. So we obviously started a fair way from home as well. Then. We did, we did, yeah. yeah. And I had to call mum and she brought the rest of the tent halfway and I drove halfway oh to meet boy. her, picked up the rest of the tent. Um, just, uh, just, you were 18. No, I was 20. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 20, 19 turning 20, yes. Anyway, um, and so I drove back. Um, we had the rest of the tent, which was awesome. We remembered we needed to get food for the next day. Mm-hmm. So we went to the grocery store, got eggs, got bacon. We were set. We were, it's going to be awesome. We had uh, a stovetop um, and we had utensils that we just bought. We were prepped for a nice, you know, next day brunch. And sort of a relaxed, you know, camping experience after that kerfuffle with the tent not being there. Anyway, got back to the campsite. We try and put up the tent. Immediately, one of the main poles breaks. And so it it's sort of ripped through the main tent fabric as well. So what we have to do is we use some straps just to, to tie a big knot to make sure that it doesn't fall out of place Mm. and we managed to put the tent up kind of and then I look back in my car it's now about 9 p.m and I realize that I didn't pack a sleeping bag but worse I didn't even pack a camp bed so So you had nothing to sleep on no there's a very grim photo that exists of me my sleeping arrangement which is my jumper as a pillow and two towels on the the uh, the floor mat of the tent, and that was what I slept on. Um, and mind you, we're all incredibly sunburnt, incredibly tired, and over the day at this point, because the camping experience not, so far has been very horrible. Yep. Anyway, so flash the next morning, we all try and make it to sleep. It's not a great night. Um, you know, painful twisting around on burnt skin, etc. We wake up. We yeah, wake was... up to the sound of pine cones falling on the tent at around seven thirty in the morning, and we're all really like scared, but also really confused as to who's throwing pine cones on the tent. 
And we end up looking outside and there's a couple of birds in the tree above us that have just been knocking pine cones off onto the tent. And so we're all awake at 7.30 and we're all, we're all ready to leave by this point, well and truly. And so we're like, right, let's cook up the eggs and the bacon. Let's have a good meal and mm. then pack all this shit up and get yeah, home, yeah. Get, get, get out of here. Um, and so we start cooking up. We start cooking up the eggs um, and we realise that the eggs had not been put in the esky. Neither had the bacon. And we'd left them in the bag <laughs> overnight. Oh, my God. But we, at that point, we were beyond caring. And so we just started cooking the eggs. And we got through about three eggs before the camp stove ran out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And so... She's eating room temperature eggs. Well, no... You can't eat room temperature eggs, can't you? Well, well you pr- they're yeah, raw you pr- eggs if they're not cooked, aren't they? Yeah, but it was the just... The in the fridge, though. I don't they have to be. I think a lot of bakers leave eggs out, like, in room temperature because they cook better, apparently. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so these eggs were... Well, they weren't even cooked. They weren't cooked. They were just sort of running around on the, this pan... That had run out of gas. That had run out of gas. I think, luckily, we had cooked the bacon. So (laughs) we ate... um, We were thinking of having egg McMuffin sort of-esque buns with egg and bacon in a bun. So we ended up just eating bacon in a bun. And only three of us ate it, and the other two were just adamant that they didn't want to eat it, which was completely fair. Eat bacon that had been out of the fridge, or...? And just it was very it was a it was a sad meal. It was a meal that was, you know, covered in defeat, and yeah. so was the whole trip really. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, and then we all just went our own ways, and I had to explain to Dad why the tent was broken. Oh boy. And uh, yeah. Anyway, not a fun, not a great experience, but we we all um, look back on it with. Because there's lots of memories there. Mm. And even though it was a camping experience that was totally... A forgettable the, one. Well, it was, yeah, it was horrible. And, you know, everything about it sucked. But in, because of that, it was kind of memorable. And the topic that I wanted to bring up for you guys to join in on yeah. was, is there an experience or has there been an experience where it was utterly miserable during it, but if you look back, has been such a great source of memories? And so the great float is the story that I would say fits that in my life. Is there any any of you that sort of have a similar thing that want to share? Okay, so what? Just the, like your worst experience? Well, yeah, like that was glad that was that it happened. That was my worst. It would definitely be my worst camping experience, and I feel like camping is probably a good example of something like this. Yeah. Um. Because unless you can think of something that's gone wrong in all all the worst ways, but ended up being kind of good if you look back on it um i can't i feel like everyone specifically with camping everyone kind of has that moment where it's like you camp and it's just like this is shit but like then you just deal with it and then you move on and then again it was like oh i had a good time camping but i've never had anything go that much wrong but like you've like i feel like we've all been there when it's like you forget to sunscreen up You've been like barefoot and then you like go barefoot skiing the next day and then mm. like you're just legs like are achy because you can't move. Mm. Mm. Um, and then you just like have to spend like six hours in a tent just like recovering 
and there's no like air conditioning and like the only food source there is is like eggs, bacon or sausages, which is pretty well, good for not, me. But not for everyone. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what else? What do you what? So you have gourmet meals when you go camping? You can make pasta. Not gourmet, and, but you can absolutely make pastas. Yeah, well, I'm just speaking from my experiences that it's sausages, eggs and bacon. Uh, probably 90% of the camping meals I've ever had. Yeah, but that's, like, I'm sure your family's had other camping meals that you just haven't participated in, right? Maybe, yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, my point is... But they are very common. Sausages, eggs and bacon are probably the three, yeah. you know, most The meal common. wasn't really relevant to the story. It was more just the situation that I'm talking about. That suffering happens in every camping trip. Yeah, I, I mean, by, by, su- by at least one person. Scheme, but what? I said bold of you to assume we all barefoot ski. I didn't think... We all barefoot skied. I was giving a personal experience. Sorry, it sounded like, like you were saying we've all got that like time where we get like sunburned and then you went on. The we all have a time where we. Why are you picking apart my story and not his? Is the question? Because his. Well, his was so a much... very specific example. I wasn't sure if yours in itself was specific. I was just giving just an like anecdote. I, well, I don't know about your camping experiences, so I can't talk about them. Yeah. I can talk about my own. My point just is... just sounded like you were making a general point. <laughs> I was making a general point, and then you cut me off. The point is everyone, as Lewis said it best, suffers when they go camping. That is the general point. I was giving like a few examples. You get sunburnt, which is clearly what happened in Lewis's. Mm. Barefoot skiing is a clear one. You go barefoot skiing all day and then you like your body aches, you can't move. That's another example. Eating too many eggs and bacon and sausages and not eating anything else, another example. These are all separate examples, mate. Yeah. That clear enough for you? Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, fair enough. What is your story? Do you have a story to share? <sighs> not. Not anything like that, really. I just have, like, there was one time we went camping mm. and on the final day of the camping trip I woke up to it absolutely pissing down rain and I was in a swag and basically I unzipped my swag to get out and water was literally surrounding me came straight in through where I was unzipping my bag because the water was already up to that like depth covering the whole camping area and then we just had to pack up, like obviously, you know, you get up in the morning of your last sort of day at a caravan park and you pack up your shit and you go home. And it's like 8.30 in the morning, we have to leave by 10 and it's absolutely pissing down. And yeah, it was just an absolute mess and it was shit. It was terrible at the time. Mm. It was pissing down the whole time. And then like, it's something that like, you know, apart from camping trips in the last year I can't remember like really the last day of any other camping trip I've ever had except for that day yeah specifically like I don't often remember packing up and leaving mm. you know it's mm. not very memorable but that for that reason it's it's a memorable trip yeah and like I remember the campsite exactly because of the whole everything that happened you know mm. Mm. yeah Why, <laughs> what, what are you finding it funny I just the start of that story said like you're about to tell us a story about how you, how you just pissed in your tent it's like oh there's water everywhere it was raining and then I woke up from the dream and I pissed in the sleeping bag or something <laughs> it sounds like the start of like the oh yeah and then like the fire brigade came and like I was pissing on the fire and then I woke up and I'm still pissing and yeah not quite yeah. it was just a gen- genuine yeah, thing well, that I, actually that's happened. why I was laughing to myself and not like out loud one of my mates also almost drowned that was well, not he didn't, actually, he didn't actually almost drown. 
but he would have fallen in had he have not been saved and probably subsequently drowned considering he was intoxicated. But that is just probably, you know, a lot of people would have similar examples of like, oh yeah, someone was very close to falling off the edge. Mm. Thankfully this person mm. saved them and yeah. let him drown. Yeah. You know, that one's, yeah. that one's, neither of them are anywhere near as exciting as your story. Your story's captivating, I would say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I think on the memorable side of things, that's where like the, those two examples come to mind. Mm. I think the more impressive part of your story is like everyone's perseverance through everything. Like oh, I would have given up after <laughs> the first step. Like if I, see, this is why, like we talked about it last episode about how I just don't think we would have been friends in high school. Because if you came up to me, like, if, if I was your friend and you came up to me like, boy, all the boys are going to come build her up. You want to come? <laughs> I might, I might say yes. I might be like, oh, if everyone else is doing it. After, like, it breaks and I'm sunburnt, I'm out. I'm cold on my life. <laughs> this is shit. I don't know who these guys are. One of them wants to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, a, I think, um, at least in that case, all of us were on the breaking point, but we all wanted to stay there for the others. But I feel like as soon as one person left, we would have all dominoed and left as well. Yeah. It, was not a, it wasn't a great experience at the time, but I get, I get exactly what you mean. So basically, if I was in your friend group growing up, this story would never have happened. It would have been the Raft story, and then I would have left, and then everyone's like, yeah, good call. And yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. They wouldn't have probably left as early as you did, though. Yeah, they probably would have persevered and stuck together. Facts. Like if one person leaves right at the start, they're not all gonna be like, "Yeah, this is shit. Let's all go." They're gonna be like, "Hang on, yeah, there's still five of us here. We can, <laughs> we can, we can persevere." Yeah, if you um, left before the camping started, if you left after the raft, then I reckon we would all stay for that horror that ensued. But if you had left, like, just at like ten o'clock that night, I feel like we all would have just called it. As yeah. well. What on earth, though? What on earth? Like, you said you were 20. <laughs> well, yeah, what no, on no. earth were you thinking to <laughs> not bring anything to cook <laughs> or sleep in or sleep on? I know. There, there was... Like, what on earth was going through your head? Like, I, I could see myself doing that undoubtedly. Honestly, yeah. I would still be questioning you. I don't know why I didn't think about this just before. But now I'm giving it more thought. Yeah. That's very dumb. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. all, like my mum was following me around this, that morning because we were packing up all the stuff for the raft and me and my friend um, were just going through the shed like, oh yeah, that piece of wood looks good. That would be good if that part broke. Oh yeah, we'll need some extra rope. We'll grab the duct so tape. All we'll you grab... cared about was the fucking raft. Yeah. And my mum was like, are you sure you don't need help with the, the camping equipment? I'm like, no, no, I've got, we're fine. We're all good. We're, we're fine. And she the was fact like, that she even said that, I didn't think, oh, yeah, shit. I got nothing to sleep on. Or the tent. Or to cook with. <laughs> or, or I don't have the fucking tent. <laughs> or the outside fucking waterproof part. But that's it. It was so obsessed with making a raft that was, by the way, shit. Like, this story would have been more impressive. Like, I would be like, that's valid. You made one of the best rafts that I've ever heard about, right? <laughs> you did it. You made a dog shit raft. And only focused on that. And got two Ks out of seven. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we were battling, you know, In hard, hard weather conditions. Yeah. Also, why were you, sorry, why were you going against the wind and current? That makes less sense to me. Too. Why would you not go with it? We tried to. At the start, the, the tide comes out. Like, the, the river flows out naturally. Um, but then later in the day, the tide changes. 
and the wind, we also didn't anticipate the sea breeze and that had a big effect because our raft is, it's, I wouldn't say it's, 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 it's obviously not great. I wouldn't say it's amazing. Um, it's all, but it worked, it flowed, it floated with the downside of being extremely heavy and hard to move around. Did all five of you fit on it and it still floated? Yeah. Is that, that your, is that the photo? That's yeah. hilarious! Oh, oh what a bunch of what a bunch of geezers! You're wearing life jackets and shit. Oh my <laughs> god! Is that finally just connected? Yeah, for one. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I think I've seen oh. this photo. Oh, I'll show you right now. Photo. For context for listeners, Lewis used to have this profile picture. I won't describe it too much in detail, but it was anyways. It just I made fun of him for it a lot. And just now, it's the full circle moment of why he had this as his profile picture. So I'm just sh- showing the boys now. This is the raft. Fuck and my that was, life. That was the day of the great float. Let me see it again. What yeah. a raft. I've made fun of you for this relentlessly. Oh, my God. That's oh. crazy. <laughs> I can't believe... Saw. Did you have a story? Um, a couple. None of the camping related. I don't have many camping stories because that was something our family never did when we were younger because there was just too many of us. Mm. I, we had one camping trip to somewhere and the big family tent blew away while we went out for the day. Oh, That's hilarious. That's, <laughs> see, that's fucking... But the thing that's was, probably not something you look back on and laugh at, though. No, the thing is, I was quite young at the time, so that was the only details that story I remember. So, mm. so you, had a fam- you had a big tent to fit the whole family in? Yep. That's a big tent. It was a big tent. Wow. Because yeah. um, we had a tent that just became like, by the time the last child was popped out, we needed to upgrade because it was just too small. Yeah. And I thought that was a big tent. But I keep on, we were all pretty young at the time. Yeah. I, I was nine at this stage. Yeah, it's true. So um, was I. I was younger than that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that because I said it wasn't a camping story. Um, I worked on a, I worked on a farm for a number of years and... Anyone who's worked in farming knows that so many things can go wrong all the time. Oh, yeah. The worst ones for me would just be, um, for example, motorbikes breaking down kilometres from HQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, of course. It was one day, I was, I was quite young at the time. I'm not sure if I was working this day, but I was on the farm for some reason. I had a motorbike in the paddock. It was um, like a quad bike and it ran out of fuel so obviously boss man needs the motorbike for later jobs in the day and this stage i'd never phone so i was faced with either two solutions i could either one just walk home empty-handed and say oh yeah sorry about the motorbike it's missing or i push the motorbike (laughs) and this is not a small one it's a four-wheeler it's quite heavy and you're not very old yeah 11, 12 at this stage. Yeah, so not very old. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, so you don't they aren't... The, several kilometres, do you? They aren't the hardest things to push. They're like like anything. If you get up enough momentum, you can like get them to roll smoothly. Mm. So, it wasn't, <clears throat> so it wasn't beyond pushing. So I had a crack at trying to push it home. Began the push. And I got a... This stage, I was, how far did I say I was from home? Because looking back, I think it was only about 1,500 metres. Yeah, you said like 2K, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had, to, I had a go up pushing it home. Had, And the worst part was I had to... There was a few hills. They weren't big hills. They were just like little... Oh, probably about... Oh, probably... 
had to push it up like a one meter high like lump. The problem was you need to get a lot of momentum before hitting a bump like that. You can't just push something that heavy from no, no. scratch. I had to get a bit of momentum, and it took me several attempts to um, oh, really? <laughs> get it up this because like it was the gate into the paddock and like. They say this is the lane way. It goes in here. Sorry for the people listening. Just painting a picture for the boys here. Say <laughs> <laughs> so this is the lane way here. Um, they get to the gate here and it drops down like that. Then it's the paddock. Right. So basically, it's the only spot you can get through the fence and it's up a hill. Yeah. Essentially, for the listeners. It's like a, yeah, steep, like little area. No, I wish, imagine if you could get footage of that back. Like, watch you try and push <laughs> a fucking quad bike up a hill. That would be hilarious. 12-year-old you just tries like five or six times to push so, a quad bike up a hill. That Greek guy with the stone, I forgot his name, but just pushing that quad bike up the hill and then it rolls back down and you have to push it back up again. Yeah. Um, to be honest, there was a lot of fair stories. I think I eventually gave up. I think I was able to get up the hill, but not too long later, I'm just like, this is bullshit. I can just run home and it'll be so much better. And how many metres do you reckon, how, how long was it between the start point to the hill? Like if it was about 300 meters. Okay. So that one was, wasn't fun. Other stories like that just involve bogging the motorbike. That's always a bad one. Mm. Cause um, often like when I was working, I was, there's quite a number of distance between me and the boss and, uh, HQ. Yep. And obviously being out in the middle of nowhere, so front reception often isn't great. So there've yeah. just been a number of times where a few times where I've had like bogged the motorbike, had to run several kilometers just to say, heads up, I can't move the motorbike. <laughs> uh, oh, I had another story like that from the farm. Uh, I can't remember. Come back to me. Whole thing, yeah. Yeah. I, I was more interested in the concept that Gaz brought up before. There's a black... I don't know if you guys have watched Black Mirror. But um, no. um, it's basically this um, show where every episode is different and it basically represents a new reality that we could face. All of them are like technological based and set in the future. Some like really far in the future, some not that far. And like, what if we keep going down a certain path? This is how we're gonna like our lives will end up. And in like um a couple of the episodes, there's this concept that we all have these like contact lenses in that record everything we do all the time. And at, like legally, you have to have the contact lenses. And so then you can go and you can rewatch moments in your life. It's almost like it's like a Netflix of your life. It's like you can go rewatch. Like Saul could bring this story up and then go, okay, let's watch it. And then he would like put it up on a projector and we'd watch him do that. Wow! But from so his exactly point of view, I said it would have been awesome to watch. But um, yeah, and it's like but everything <laughs> in life you can like just it's recorded. Like they use it for like the police like know who does every crime because if they like they're like okay, damn, you can't get away with murder. Facts. Damn. Anyways, it has a really dark ending. Most Black Mirror episodes do, so it doesn't really. Like it ends up tearing a relationship apart because a guy ends up like rewatching the way his girlfriend laughs at his jokes, and it drives him insane. Spoiler alert! It doesn't really spoil anything. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, <laughs> I just like bringing that up for shit that's irrelevant. <laughs> I have never seen it. You've called spoiler alert. Yeah, on something. yeah exactly. I think yeah. That it's a rather joke. <laughs> you will never intend to watch Black Mirror too. I know. I'm saying this, you're not. It's not like you're gonna go. Oh. Like, some, like, people will be like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I'll go watch that. You just won't. Yeah. And you'll just rather me just say spoiler alert for no reason. Oh, my golly gosh. It's a good running joke. Anyway. It is. Yeah. When last time, I, I, we won't discuss this more, but last time when we brought up Airplane, 
I was like, oh, should I disclose the plot? Is Gaz going to call spoiler? It <laughs> <laughs> was like 1980s. <laughs> so, but no, anyway. You, I think he still did call spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, Don't spoil Airplane 2 for me, please. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't seen it. He tends to watch that one. Uh, uh, yeah. The story just came back to me. Okay, so I'll leave, take yeah, it away, Rella. This one isn't fun, lad. This is um, sport, lad. I think I may have told you guys this story before. It's the story of how I nearly fainted on the sporting field through dumb mistakes I made. Mm. Um, had a match, sporting match at 10 a.m. one morning. A and, sporting match? Mm, a sporting match. There you go. Facts. And we are playing the... We were the worst team in the league, right? second worst team in the league, and we were playing the worst team. So, by that stage of the season, we'd only won one game that was against these lads. Yeah. So, me being the competitive person, I was unbelievably nervous. Like, I can't believe I was this nervous for a match against the bottom side. First mm. day kind of nervous? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, probably way more. <laughs> Fair more enough. nervous than first day. Um, Second date nerves? So I woke up that, mo- that morning of game day and I just was, couldn't sleep. It was like around 5.30. I lay around in bed for a bit. Then I went to the kitchen to have breakfast. I had one slice of toast. And that was all I could eat because I was that nervous. What'd you put mm. on the toast? Just butter. Nice. So then fast forward to the game. I ran myself into the ground. I was unbelievably cooked. But we won. I was so happy about that. But then I had agreed to help out the side above play their game because they were a bit short on numbers. So we get through the first quarter of the next game and I'm feeling pretty good, still running off the adrenaline of the win. Then second quarter, I hit a brick wall. Um, It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, continue. Um... I can't remember what stage it was. It would have been around halfway through the second quarter and... I start feeling a bit loopy. Um, there are a few times where I just reacting a fair bit slower, wasn't hearing things that clearly. Mm-hmm. Same. Then there was a time I wound up getting the ball. Then I got hit not that hard, but it felt like I just yeah like ran into a brick wall. I'm mm-hmm. like that had no reason to hurt as much as it did. Yeah. So then just I, incredibly like maybe dehydrated and fatigued and and hadn't eaten in six hours yeah starved tired tummy hurts yeah pretty much all the above so then we get to half time and there are a few people there that just knew straight away that something was wrong with me considering I couldn't even piece together what happened in the last five minutes of the quarter Mm. and this was just to clarify this something was wrong with you this is in relation to the dehydration no this is 100% related to the dehydration exhaustion hunger yeah all that tummy hurts yeah Continue. So then just fortunately people realised what was up with me so I was able to spend the next quarter on the bench and regaining some consciousness. <laughs> but that was a, something that could have ended really badly for me from yeah. all my own doing. That was 100% my fault. Wait, so did you faint or not? No, I became... I was unbelievably close to though. Mm. Like I was yeah. stumbling into the team huddle. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. Few bevies after your win, and then <laughs> roll back in. Did I tell you about? Um, have I told you about the time that I almost fainted when um, when Phil Walsh passed away? No, you're not. Well, Phil Walsh, for those who don't know, was a former Adelaide Crows coach who was murdered by his son. Essentially, mm. um, I don't know if he was ever charged with murder or what it was, but anyway, he was mentally unwell. Whatever. 
and that's how he died. We were on a trip around the country, the middle of the country at this at this point in time, and um, it was quite warm mm. in the middle of the country. Um, and it was sort of coming towards... This was actually camping. This was a camping trip. Oh, Not related to camping, back. but it was a camping trip. Uh, we'd probably been three weeks into a four-week camping trip, I guess, at this point. Wow, that's long. Um, yeah, we drove like, like from oh, true. where we are middle now. Of the country. Yeah, to the middle Alabama. of the country. Yeah. Exactly, so it's a fair old trek. I can't remember how long exactly it took, but from... You know, chance in America. To chance in America. To the America of the centre of Nevada. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we're about three weeks into this four-week trip. And um, we arrive at our destination. And Dad, like, brings me and my younger brother into the reception to, um, to like, check into the caravan park. And there's like so, like it's really hot, really, really hot. There's so many people in this reception thing. Like it's just like, I get pretty bad claustrophobia and it kind of, you know, thinking back sort of felt a bit, bit of claustrophobia, a bit of claustrophobia as well as just like so hot. Mm. Been camping for three weeks. I haven't really like properly showered yeah. and stuff like that. And next thing you know, this like pops up like breaking news and there was like all these reports about it and stuff. Um... And it was just like an absolute shock, which, you know, it obviously was a pretty shocking thing to have happened. Um, but at the time, I guess, you know, death meant a lot more to me at the time. You know, it was pretty fresh. Anyway, um, so it was just an absolute shock. I wasn't feeling very well. And I remember tapping Dad on the shoulder and going, oh, I'm literally about to faint in this room right now. Like, not uh, completely unprovoked. Hadn't spoken to... Hadn't said that I was feeling average. Hadn't said a word to him. Yeah. Literally tapped him on the shoulder and said, I'm, I'm about to faint. And he's just like, what the... F- like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what do you mean you're about to faint? <laughs> like, as in... It, well, he kind of goes into a bit of a... Not like a worried. He's like, what do you mean? Like, what is wrong? And I was just like, I don't know. I Like, at the time, I just didn't really know what was going on. I was like, I'm just about to faint. And he, and he gave me the keys to the car... Because there was like a massive line. Get this man so behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so many people. There was like a massive line. Yeah. He just gave me the keys to the car. He's like, oh, just go go get some fresh air. Go sit in the car if you like. He just fucking gave me the keys. and Didn't even take me out there. Just was like, yeah, no, you just go go to the car, sit down, get some fresh air. Anyway, that, I was very, very, very close to fainting in that room. <laughs> um not really a lot of substance to the story, but that is that is the story behind it. You did make it out, though. You made it I made it out. out. I got to the car. I remember thinking this, like, it was such... It, yeah, I just felt so terrible. Yeah. Like, probably one of the worst I've felt in my whole life. Like, I just was so sick, and I had no real idea why. Mm. And yeah. I just... Yeah, it was terrible. Anyway. It's just the camping. Just... Camping caught up to me, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a very interesting, um, very interesting camping trip as well. Yeah. No. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. That uh, brings me into the topic that I was going to bring up. Unless you have anything more to say. No, I hit us with the topic. Well, what I was going to bring up last episode, but we sort of just didn't really have time to, and it wasn't relevant to my soul center. <laughs> so it didn't, it didn't matter. Um. 
was... Gas being one of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not all. <laughs> this is great point. However, we do need to talk about that. Yes. We'll talk about it at the end of the podcast. It's all right, mate. Can you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm kind of... Girly. I'm thinking it. about that now. Um, yes, Colin. I thought a good idea for the podcast would be like number one tourist destination. Slay. Shut the fuck up. Where, <laughs> Saul, <laughs> would you most like to go in the world anywhere? If you could go anywhere tomorrow, where would you go? Probably somewhere the weather's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably some... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's, fair. That's such a great call. I wish I had a thought of that. Oh. No, you can't pick the same thing, okay? That's cheating. That's cheating. No, no direct location springs to mind, but... <laughs> Number one tourist destination. Yeah, probably somewhere the weather's nice. The exact <laughs> weather that I'm thinking of in my head, I would have placed with that exact weather right now. That's hilarious. What about you two? Do you have a better answer for me than that? Um... <laughs> Yeah, well, not particularly at this moment, but I'd love to go to Svalbard. What? Repeat that. that Svalbard. At this point in time, um, I don't think I'd want to go there. But I would really like to go to Svalbard because it's, if you don't know where it is geographically, it was part of Russia. Um, It's like an island. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to go there tomorrow then. No. It's like an island that, a collection of islands that are really close to the Arctic Circle. Um, so it's so cold there that it's illegal to die there, I think, because you can't, the, if you were to be buried in Svalbard, your body is going to be preserved so well that it will preserve all of the bacteria. So you have to actually get buried elsewhere. And it's also... So if you do die there, you just get, your body gets you transferred. Get put to, you get sent transferred, yeah. <laughs> True. Because it's illegal. Yes. Um, Thanks, mate. You're welcome. Anyway, and it's it's really cold, and it's pretty almost dark. You know, I don't know, All probably like most of the time. And so it would be really cool to go there when the first sunrise happens. I think that's something that I'd really enjoy to see. Yeah, sorry, I think saying tomorrow was a bad call. I just mean your number one tourist destination in general. Yeah, well, it's not really a tourist destination, but it would be a cool place to see not tourists, all the all the community. Your favorite the thing there. Anyway. Yes. The, yeah, the destination of your choice. Yeah. All the um, people in that are living around there, just coming out, having a good time, watching the sunrise. So you reckon people actually live there where the sun rises once every fucking yeah. 17 days? Yeah, people, people do live there, yeah. It's, it's a pretty crazy place. It's illegal to like, leave your house without a gun because of the, there's so many polar bears. <laughs> really? Yeah. How the fuck do you know this? I've never even heard of this joint in my life. It's just like like a really... Like, off the map. It's illegal to leave your house without a gun. Yeah, yeah. So what happens if you get... Like, what happens if a cop sees you without a gun walking down the street? They'll shoot you. No, I think they'll defend yourself. (laughs) I also don't understand what what the point is making things illegal if you're gonna die. Like, if you... Like, there's like... It's like this guy got mauled by a polar bear. He clearly didn't have a gun. That's illegal. He should be sent to jail. Like, he's dead. He got mauled by a polar bear. It's more like... It's what he deserves. <laughs> it's what he deserves. It's more like, I feel like... Capital punishment. If you, if you... You're not so much, like, catching the people that die there, because that's, yeah, obviously stupid. You're catching the people that bury people there. 
like because it's illegal to bury people. I feel like we should send vegans to this location and just see how quickly they fold on their beliefs when they've got a gun in their hands and a polar bear's <laughs> running at them forty k's an hour, like ready to go, and then they're just like peace and love, and it's just like no. Anyways, um, anyway, pretty cool place. But that's respect where I, nature. I nature would go there. You. There's so many other places I'd want to go before that. In terms of like the holiday airport? destinations, but as an experience, that would be a cool place. To wow! Go. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's that's a good one. Yep. Sam, probably like America, Canada, like the US, yeah. uh, Canada, just Europe, just everywhere. I haven't really again. The number one is what we're looking for okay. here. Okay. Um, hmm. I'll probably go Los Angeles. Interesting. I sort of a better one. An answer that's better than where the weather's nice. Mm, good. The snow. I've never been. You've never been. The to snow the is just the same. <laughs> what is the difference between where saying the, the snow w- and somewhere the weather's nice? <laughs> Obviously, they're complete, it's, mar- it's marginally better. It depends what you think is nice weather. Like, what if people think that cold is nice? Same True. thing. True. Anyway, clearly, on your definition of nice, it's the complete opposite of what you mean. But it's still a group of. <laughs> A lot of places. <laughs> that Tokyo. doesn't actually answer my question. I know, I was being difficult on purpose. Of course you were. But that is a bit more specific and it paints a bit more of a picture of what I've never seen. Okay. I've never been to the snow. It'd be fun to do one day. Oh, I thought you were going to give me... Boys trip to the snow? Oh, that could be dope. That's yeah, a... I back that. Where do we find some? Mount Hotham. Oh, yeah. In, uh, in Chadston, America. Yeah, bars. Facts. Yeah. Queensland, New South, etc. Um, Los Angeles. Don't you want to live there probably one day? Yeah, true. So probably Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. That's or Dubai. Why Tokyo. Or Dubai. Um, both because they're just so like futuristic and they're like technology so dope and it's like so different. I feel like Los Angeles. I don't think it would be similar to like 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 the cities that I've been to, but um. Like, I think that I could definitely draw parallels and so it wouldn't be as much of a, like, new experience as going to Tokyo or Dubai. Mm. Like, I want to go, when you say tourist destination, that's what I'm taking into account, is what would I want to go and just absor- I like, uh, yeah, absorb as much of the culture and environment as I could. Whereas if I went to, like, Los Angeles, I just want to live there. Like, I'm like, I could just see myself living here forever. Mm. So that's Tokyo or Dubai would be my answer. Yeah, it makes more sense. What about you? What is yours? I would say Dubai is probably my my first choice. Mm. I could go anywhere for a similar reason. Or? Yeah, I've always been <clears throat> I've always been intrigued by the um, by the uh, infrastructure, particularly yeah. the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, that and is cool. Just I like, think it's pronounced Wiz Khalifa, but yeah, everything. <laughs> The whole, yeah, everything in general would be it's sick there. Been a long um, yeah, Dubai probably the number one. Yeah, yeah. I'd also like to check out. Well, I'd like to go to Miami. That'd be nice, but probably during like in Ohio when it's not. Yeah, in Ohio, of course, when it's not like wet, mm. like dry season. Or I'd like to go to Rio as well in Brazil. True. Facts. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I heard a song about that once. Um, that brings me, I, I had a conversational topic ages ago, but I've completely lost it now. 
Damn. Is that how I'm one of the girls? Um, no, that's that's for the end of the podcast. No, we um, finished last podcast on that. Yeah, I agree. Just just another clip I was now. talking about like the ways um, that like we've all decorated our rooms, and like I'm curious to know, like as in just like room decorations, like if so, the audience then get a better idea of like who we are as people. I think we should all kind of like describe like the layout of our room and then explain why and what this means. Okay. And I just, I'd also just like to know all three of you because I know why my room's the way it is. But yours are all very different. Do you want me to go first? Sure, if you'd like to. Um, very utilitarian. I've got my desk against the wall where the door is. So when people walk in, they don't, they, they're not looking at my back. I can look at them when they come through the door. Mm-hmm. I've got my bed on, on the wall opposite to the door, which I think just looks right in that space. And um, not much decoration, really. That's a work in progress. It's pretty blank at the moment. Um, I've just got... It's it kind of messy at most times, but that's not really decoration. <laughs> it's, it's just there. Um, and that's that's it, really. I mean, uh, there's no real reason. Uh, the, the reason for... The, the, I, don't, I have two main objects in my room. It's my bed, my desk, and my side tables bedside tables and those are really it. and my laundry basket really but that's about it it's mm. probably not really an object that's always there so the laundry basket mm. oh no it is I don't really move it I just grab all the clothes from inside <coughs> it and just carry them fair enough <laughs> what about when like they're you're wet? supposed to sorry sorry there was no aggression I just thought that man that was <laughs> personality A personality person B um <laughs> What were you saying, Sam? Um, what about when the clothes are wet? Um, I usually put them out to dry. So I don't really have... Um, I understood clothes. that part. That wasn't... You Like, when you're carrying them, you'll get all wet. Oh, true. I just... That's a sacrifice I make. Really? Okay, and then... But, sorry. I'm just trying to walk through this step by step. Then, how do you hang them up? Do you just drop them? Like... Yeah, no, I, that's also... And to, and the more I'm talking about it, I'm realising that having a washing basket that I can move around is actually probably a really good idea because I sort of just hold them in my hand and awkwardly try and put them on the line. Do you ever drop them? Yeah. Okay. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. You don't use a washing no, basket? No, he's lying for views. <laughs> he's, doing for the, <laughs> he's doing it for the clout. No, I don't have a... Well, I've, no, I don't. I don't have a washing basket. Um, yeah, right. Eh? Yeah, not one that I move. Anyway, <laughs> so do you want to talk about your room? Yes, my room's always fun. <laughs> I have extremely little decor. Your boss, your room's always fun. It Can is we... always fun. <laughs> Why don't you ever invite us in there? Because I have a great time by myself. Now, <laughs> 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 um, just got a bed, a desk. Three posters and that is it. Do you want to talk through the posters? Because I feel like that's a worthy conversation. As far as it is. Um, <laughs> Definitely is. <laughs> Lots of fun. Yes, they are a lot, a lot of fun. Sometimes I just look at them for hours and just lose all sense. Have lots of fun while you watch them. There's also a box on display. Don't forget about that. Oh, yes. There was um, a little like nail on the wall that's meant for um, a picture and instead I hung a, a cricket box there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I used one. But I mean, I have used it. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, these posters, one of them is one that I made myself based off a song lyric that I found rather hilarious. Did you make it yourself? I did make that myself. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Did you honestly think that like band was big enough to sell merchandise on a mass scale? <laughs> Not on a mass scale. Yeah. I thought they might have done like posters. No, I made that myself. That's hilarious. I had no idea. Anyway, continue because uh, they'll find it funny. One of my mates who um, was a fan of this band as well challenged me. They were talking about one day and said it was criminal they don't have merch. And um, I said, righto, watch this. And I whipped that up. That's so good. Um, the other po- two posters. One is a... Well, tell us what the first one is. Oh, it's a song lyric of um, an AFL player called Wayne... Oh, yeah, song lyric of an AFL player, Wayne Carey, who was um, involved in an affair with his teammate. And the so- song lyric was says, Blue and white stripes, now he's fucking your wife. Mm. So I made that Classy. one myself. Yeah. It's pretty funny. The song, search it up, what is it? By the Monaros? It's called Blue and White Stripes. By the Monaros? Yep. Um, Get onto it. Sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> the next one search was um, on Spotify. They, uh, Party Boy 69, a DJ. I'm a fan of his works. <laughs> it's a poster of him grabbing his bicep with it captioned above the top, horsepower. Mm-hmm. And the third one is a poster of a beer brand that I enjoy drinking, VB, the very best. Very nice. They're the only three posters I have in my room. They're all hung up near each other, which really accentuates the bareness of the rest of the room. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. And it's quite a large room as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But that's the layout of my room. Mm. Yep. My room... I have the biggest desk in Australia. <laughs> and to be honest, most people have commented every time they come to my room, they're like, oh, I thought this was an office or a study space. And then I realized you've got a bed in there. So basically, as soon as you walk in, there's the, there's the desk. Again, massive. Um, and then just in the corner of the room, my bed sits, you know, behind the desk kind of. It's just sort of, you can only just sneak in there. It's not a very good layout, I must admit. A lot of people have hated on me for it and I'm not a big fan of it but it's the only way I can fit my massive desk in and I don't have another desk and I can't really be bothered taking it down and putting another desk in so it's kind of just how it's working at the moment for me which leads to a bit of mess build up when I kind of get a little bit lazy with my washing and when clothes are on the floor it gets a bit um you know there's not a lot of room to move which isn't Mm. great um, in terms of my decorations though, I haven't exactly been aided by the wall. Um, some of my, um, you know, hooks that I'm supposed to hang stuff off just come straight off when you try to hang something on them, which is not ideal. Um, so I basically have two flags hanging up, but they're only hanging by one, one hook um, and you can't really see them in all their glory. Mm. But one of them, despite the fact that I barrack for a different team, is an AFL team's flag after they won the premiership a few years ago. Um, and one of them is also the very best, a VB uh, flag. Yeah, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty explicit, I would say. 
Um, and then I've just got like basketball and footy stuff kind of hanging around the joint. But mm. yeah, that's basically, it's nothing too exciting. Yeah. Um, I also have like three stuffed like like animals that just sit at the top of my window <laughs> so that were left here by the whoever was in that room last, I guess. And I just haven't bothered to take them down yet because they're so high up. And they suit the vibe. They don't really, but <laughs> everyone thinks it's hilarious. So, you know, I just kind of left them. Yeah. I don't really know what to do with them, even if I did take them down. Like, what am I, where am I supposed to put them? True. Um, Inside <laughs> <through>. <laughs> the walls look more bare. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. I that, like that. That is good. I don't think he intended it, but yeah. Did you? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically it's just an office with a bed in it with a couple of decorations. That's a bit of a mess most of the time. Passing on to you, Sam. Fair enough. My room... He was clearly ramping up to himself when he asked the question. Is mainly, yeah. Well, uh, clearly, I well, I just think... Well, to be fair, my room's like the most public room in terms of the fact that it's like always open and it's basically like a second lounge room of the house. In that, then, I feel like I'm mainly focused on like effectiveness and like the aesthetic of my room in terms of I've like really maximised space and like decorated so like every wall's covered basically in terms of posters and like what are those things called flags no they're not flags tapestries tapestries and all that like on the wall a mirror um to look at yourself there's yeah like tapestries the wall the walls are basically covered in like like photo frames of like my friends and family or like tapestries of like shows i like or just like shows or a particular show that the you show like. you like or um, just like yeah, aesthetic. Like there's like a ukulele sitting out. There's like a Rick piano and Morty. sitting out. Yeah, um, books out and stuff like that. Whilst we film this podcast, the room is in the background, so all the boys are currently just having a gaze at me describing this right now. And then yeah, and then same as all the boys have got like a a bed, a bedside table, and like a storage unit to store my clothes in, and then a desk. And it's all on, like, one side of the room, so then I have enough space to fit also two couches in my room. Again, that is mostly for, like, the aesthetic and to, like, in, like almost, like, inviting people to come hang out. And then just, like, a little, like, carpet thing of, like, the Chicago Bulls on the floor. Because I'm a big Chicago fan. Hometown boy, too, aren't you? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> From Chi-Town originally. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Grew up with Michael Jordan, I heard. I actually, yeah. Well, he grew up with me. He also didn't grow up in Chicago, so... Anyway. I guess. Um, um, I guess since we're coming to the end of the podcast, I think it's just we address the um, the um, elephant in the room, which is Gaz is one of the girls. And Gaz, you got pretty upset about this, but pretty much two hours after the conversation was had, you spent about 40 minutes on a bus talking to one of the girls. So... All I've heard is that the evidence has been backed up. Thanks for listening to this episode. No, Next week we'll dive in deeper. Hey, Whoopah!